Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined as always by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we're bringing you a video here, a catch-all video, as we're going to start doing with you guys each and every weekday this season. We've got a five-game slate here as the season winds down. Just a few games left for each of these teams that we are talking about tonight. We're going to be bringing you a couple of our best bets each from around the entire slate. We've also got another video up with just our player props in there as well. So make sure to like and subscribe to that page and continue to follow along with us. Also head to thelines.com and check out all the great content we're putting up on the site these days. Plenty of stuff going on with the Masters this weekend as well. On top of all this NBA action down the stretch. So make sure to continue to check out the lines.com. Also use that odds finder tool we have up there. That's where you can make sure you're getting the best odds available to you on all these bets we are making in the NBA this season. We're going to just toggle back and forth here. Nate's going to kick us off with his first pick of the night from this five game slate on Thursday. Yeah, I'm looking at the nightcap. The nuggets are plus seven and a half at Phoenix. Uh, and the total is 223 out there because the Nuggets really just haven't been very competitive. Jokic missed three or four games. He came back against Houston, and they still lost. Um, and the Suns ha- are still undefeated with Kevin Durant. Uh, but what I'm looking at here is Suns total over 115.5. Um, I know they only scored 100 the last time they played the Nuggets. It was a 100-93 game uh, that was played at a very slow pace without the Joker. Look, the Nuggets scored... 98 points per game when they were missing him. Their last 10 with the Joker, they're scoring 115, and their defense has really slipped, um, which is why they were struggling. And 118 and a half defensive rating is what we're talking here. The Suns, obviously, with Durant in there or even without him, have scored 115 or more in five of their last seven. And, um, you know, the, the previous meetings between these teams. We had two unders in a row, that one, and then another one with no CP, Book, and DA. Over in the previous three with the Suns averaging 130 per game. And it's not like, you know, oh, Devin Booker went off. He did go off in one of those. He actually got injured in one and only scored 17 points on 12 shots in the other. So, I mean, now Book, we've talked about a lot, is just thriving on the weak side action with KD, who, you know, really hasn't gotten totally you know back to his superstar form I guess he's still one of the most efficient scorers in his sleep 26 points per game on a 128 rating in seven with the Suns here Um, but you know look at his last three against Denver with Brooklyn uh, 32 points per game 68 percent field goal shooting 138 rating this is where Denver struggles too is against Durant's position allowing the fourth most points third most assists to small forwards in their last 15 um, and the Suns, yeah, they have a 120 offensive rating with KD. They're also defensively giving up the most free throw attempts per game, which isn't like necessarily the Nuggets bread and butter, but it will help you slow down the game, get more points back and forth. I think Jokic in his second game back in the lineup, assuming he does actually play, uh, will definitely produce more and, and get that Nuggets offense w- ramped way back up to force the Suns to score more. Look, Suns are still up two and a half games here. For the one seed, they do have Utah's G League squad on Saturday. Um, so I, I mean, this, I mean, did I say Sun Nuggets do yeah. that? The Suns have the Lakers and and Clippers here to finish off after this, and they might get the Clippers in the first round now. So I, I don't know how much gamesmanship would be played in that season finale. Point is, like, I think they just they they're, they're capable of lighting up this Nuggets defense and just moving on. And then they're pretty much locked into their four seed. 
So I expect a good offensive showing from them at home. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, we're at the point of the season, I wrote about this a couple of days ago, where while you're looking at what you want to pick in the NBA right now, you need to have the NBA standings open and you need to have the NBA injury report open. And they're just as important as any stats that you will look up about any, any game that you'll play. And like you were saying, just looking ahead briefly, like the Nuggets have it locked up. And especially with that, that, that Memphis loss last night, despite being up by 17 at the half against the Pellies. Um, and then the, for, for the Suns, like there is a slim possibility. They lose the four seed, probably not. They're two and a half up. And if they win this one, they pretty much, they lock it up. I would also imagine you want to have things wrapped up early rather than wait a couple games to play. So you you have an extended rest for guys like Kevin Durant, who, to be honest, it, it's a conundrum because I think he needs time right now just as much as he needs rest because he needs to get his his groove back. Like you were saying, he doesn't look like the same KD um, but that he, he was before the injury necessarily, just if you're watching him move and, and how fast he's going. So, you know, they're going to care. Uh, even if Joker does, you know, suit up and play in this one, um, we've seen him, you know, in that game against the Rockets the other night, he just kind of punted after 25 minutes uh, and came off the floor there. So who knows how much that's going to continue. But, uh, but the care factor here is massive. And, and I would give the edge in that to uh, Phoenix for sure, in which case I, I would also like to see, I expect to see their offense clicking in this situation. And I, I think the, the 115 and a half is a good bet for a team that should be putting up about 120 uh, with Kevin Durant in the regular season at the very least. So I'm going to move on to my first pick here, Nate, and take an under uh, in this Philly and Miami game because they just don't score when they play each other. The, the total is at 221 and a half. Uh, I believe that the, the uh, 76ers are still three and a half point favorites now. They, they opened at five and a half. Uh, it's been bet down for Miami, but I'm eyeing the total a bit more. Uh, as I said, it opened at 221 and a half. Just want to make sure I still have it correct. It actually has been bet down a couple points uh, at this point to 219 and a half. Uh, you can probably find it at 220 still if you want to take an under there uh, on DraftKings. I believe it's still available while we're recording this at 220 and a half. Still like that. I mean, I, I probably like this down to like 216 or so, Nate, like 216 and a half. I would still take an under. If you look at their last five regular season matchups, I'm not even counting the playoffs where things get a little bit slower even. Um, you know, in, in their last five against uh, in, in these matchups, a 90 and a half pace. Where they're already two of the slowest teams in the league uh, at second and fourth slowest on the season. Uh, and even slower, actually, in their last couple of weeks, Philly's been even slower than Miami as the slowest team in the league uh, pace-wise. And, and they're averaging 201 points a game when they meet. And, and there's been a couple games where one of them has gotten over 115 points. And those games were massive blowouts where they, you know, the other team didn't even score 100 points. Uh, they've also had two games go under 200 points in their last five. So there's just not a lot to think about, uh, to, to feel good about when these two teams match up offensively because of the fact that they shut down what the other team wants to do well. Uh, Miami pretty much shuts down everything defensively, as we know, with They've had a few lapses this season. That's definitely led us to be a little bit more hesitant and definitely believe in them less overall as they're making a push for uh, the playoffs to get out of the play-in tournament. I still think Philly, you know, I, I think Philly has less to play for. I mean, Miami definitely would rather get that sixth seed than the seventh seed. Philly's going to have some... There, there's. I mean, if Boston wins one of their last two games, Philly's out out of contention for the Atlantic Division. They're going to get the three seed at that rate as well. Um, so Boston's just going to win one more, and, and basically everything is wrapped up at that point for Philly. So I don't know that they care that much as well. Um, the offensive ratings for these teams when they play each other. 
110, 111 each um, with some good defense. I mean, maybe I should say better defensive ratings for the, for their opponents, right? They're, they're playing really well, limiting each other uh, in points in the paint when they play, limiting turnovers and points off of turnovers, which is huge for playing Miami. Obviously, they want to get out and get the ball from you and then go, uh, especially when Jimmy Butler's out there when he will be. Um, they, they both limit points in the paint. And, you know, and Miami uh, is, I think, second right now and Philly seventh in, in the league right now in, in limiting those. So um, no fast break points going to be available, even if Philly does does want to get it out and go that's where Miami's you know fourth best at limiting that so just it's it's a great time to to, to sort of take an under I think in, in a preseason or a, a regular season playoff style matchup right where if you look at some recent matchups that um, Miami and Philly have played against fellow Eastern Conference teams they've been a lot more of these slobber knockers as we say and Philly's most recent matchup versus Boston and Milwaukee that Boston matchup was a 204 total that Milwaukee total got away from them after Milwaukee kind of pulled away a bit and got, ended up getting 118 but it was still two. 24 with a much, much faster paced my uh, Milwaukee team than this Miami team. Um, and same concept for when Miami was playing against Toronto and the Knicks, um, you know, continuing to keep those scores low and, and have it be a lot more of a, of a bruiser fest. So I do think there's uh, some, something to be said for Miami be, keeping this close. It already got bet down to three and a half. Like I said, they have much more to care about and they're at home. Uh, but I'm really mostly focused on just taking an under in a game that is who knows if it's going to get to 210. Yeah, I mean, that Sixers-Celtics game you mentioned was looking like it was going to go over early in the first half. I mean, it was there was a lot of scoring. And then the way the Sixers just crawl to a halt down the stretch is, like, really important when you think about that, especially live betting the under in this situation because everything goes through Embiid. They have to slow down, work in their action to get him the ball at the nail. And Miami has the worst half-court offense, I think, of any team that's actually trying. But they defend Embiid pretty well. I mean, the Celtics did too, I guess, some some were saying, but I, I didn't really see that. I mean, uh, but Bam, with Bam on Embiid, and with Embiid, look, like, needing a little bit of rest after that ridiculous 52-point outing, uh, I, I don't think the Sixers are going to be lighting it up. I think the most key thing here, though, is that Tyrese Maxey might sit. He's questionable. And then the Sixers become way, way slower paced. They have no one to get it and go, as you're saying. Uh, <clears throat> so I think, yeah, the unders in play here, despite that, I like an over for Jimmy Butler, not for points though, for, for rebounds and assists at plus 104 to get 12 of those peripheral stats. Um, because Miami is still playing for something here. They they still want to get home court over Atlanta in the play. And I don't think they have a realistic shot to get to pass the nets. I mean, they, they lost the tiebreaker in that one. And Jimmy always loves playing this former team, right? <clears throat> Loves playing the Sixers. His last two in Philly, 25 points, eight rebounds, seven and a half assists. You picked Tobias uh, here at the over last... me. <laughs> the last four regular season, six rebounds, six assists. So pretty solidly averaging this total. Um, and, you know, you talked about how slow they play and how low scoring it is. Yeah, the last game, total 200 in Philly at an 89 pace, but Jimmy went for 23, 11 and nine because he kind of is, you know, that's where he makes his imprint. It's like, all right, this is an ugly physical game. I'm just going to get my peripherals. I mean, Bam is expected to play here, but he's dealing with a quad injury. I just looked up his last three without Bam. Jimmy's peripherals go up nearly seven rebounds, 7.7 assists and 30 points per game, getting 44 free throws in those spots. So, he will be aggressive, um, and, and with Kyle Lowry also questionable, expect him to be aggressive here. I'm not going to take the points, though, because I'm still 
you know, I, I agree with you on the under, and I'm still a little re- reluctant to say Jimmy's going to be a scorer, but I think he will he will put his fingerprints on this game. Yeah, Jimmy, man, Jimmy's kind of tough sometimes to to d- sort of decipher. What's he going to do here on offense? Is he going to facilitate? Is he just going to go get his? Because there's some times where he just goes, I'm just going to go get 44 free throws in three games. Uh, and then he does it. There, shout out, by the way, the uh, the Knuckleheads podcast just had Paolo Bancara on there asking, who's the first dude who busted you, uh, busted your ass when you came in the league? And he said Jimmy Butler because he, he just gets to the free throw line at will you you just foul him so much no one's trying to foul him uh he's just very good at making that happen i i do think he can continue to get to the line but it is a game where even if he is sort of going as hard as he can to try to score especially with bam being a little bit hobbled um i, I still think that the, there's going to be more rebounds available uh and so i, I like the, the boards for him as well uh, you know in, in this situation the, the only person who rebounds for this Philadelphia 76ers team is Embiid. So if Embiid's busy, you know, boxing out, and, and Embiid has boarded up plenty well uh, against this this Miami Heat team, despite not scoring quite as much. Um, so there is something to be said for, you know, him doing well on the boards, but Jimmy's not boxing out Embiid. Uh, that's not going to be his matchup. So there's going to be some opportunity for him to take advantage of the other positions on this team, on this Philly team, that don't rebound super well and, and will be unable to keep him out of the paint. So um, let's finish things off with my fair pick. I'm also going to a player prop here, Nate, uh, and I'm going to our guy. Agbaji there, Ochai Agbaji on the Utah Jazz. And I really, I mean, look, Taylor Horton Tucker wouldn't be a bad pick either as he's been going off uh, for them relative to how good, well, he's played in the earlier parts of his career. Um, but his prop is at 24 and a half, which is wild high. Um, and in this Utah and Oklahoma City Thunder game, I do think there's going to be a ton of points, but Agbaji's probably a better bet at 15 and a half points. Um, I got that early at minus 105 on DraftKings. I would also take the threes for Agbaji there. Two and a half is about even money for him to go over on DraftKings as well. Um, and they're playing, you know, I would let me preface this with I would really really like it that uh, Lou Dort does not play. He's questionable, um, and and there's a good chance that he does miss this game. And without Lou Dort, uh, this defensive rating skyrockets for the Thunder this season, going up to 120.4 versus the 114 that they have when he's in the game. Uh, and, and that's a pretty sizable splits there in, in, in use cases anyway. Um, the, the this position that this team gives up the most points to is shooting guards. So obviously when Lou Dort is in there, they're a lot better at it, but they're still giving up a ton two shooting guards uh, the most, uh, the third most rather over um, the last 10 games uh, and the most points, third most threes, I should say. So that's also why I like the threes. And and overall, they're allowing 15 threes a game, basically uh, over the course of those last 10, I just mentioned, that's the seventh most. They're allowing 120 points per game. Neither of these teams play defense anymore. Uh, The total is probably bettable at 234 and a half. I'm probably still taking over on that as these teams go get up to about 238 to 245 each time that they play over the last five regular season games so um, I also like that Jordan Clarkson is not playing we know that he's not so we've got another you know we know Agbaji starting he's going to get at least 30 to 35 minutes in this one um, in the 18 games that he's played without Jordan Clarkson and those a bunch of those games still had Markinen uh, and a few other starters that are also out tonight like Sexton Markinen, uh Clarkson like I said and then Walker Kessler all out tonight but even when they've played with him without Jordan Clarkson uh, you know Agbaji's at 29 minutes versus the like 15 that he's playing when uh you know when Jordan Clarkson's out there he goes from five points a game to 12 and then he gets up to 
two and a half threes made. And that's all in, like I said, 29 minutes. You can expect that to be at least up by about four or five minutes tonight uh, against this Thunder team that there's going to be a lot of points. So his stats are right around this. He's at 15 points a game in 28 minutes over his last 10. Uh, there have been a few starters playing in those games as well. So I think the, the uptick for him to get over 15 points that where he's averaging against a team that gives up a ton to his position and just really isn't playing any def defense these days. Uh, I think we can expect a lot of pace and a lot of points. So I bought you to get 16 feels really good. There's definitely some angles in this game. Um, I mean, we both really like Jalen Williams on the Thunder side, but mostly because Walker Kessler's out. So, I mean, I'm just going to say that 17 and a half points. That'll be in player props. Uh, Jalen Williams. Uh, I do think the Jazz are going to find a way to score. The total's now bet up to 238. As you mentioned, it was 234. Uh, but I'm not going to trust where those points are going to come from. Even THT, yeah, at 24 and a half points, you'd think he gets there as their number one option. But I don't know. The Jazz right now, it's just like the Will Hardy show. It's just like, wow, great team basketball somehow, some way. With these backup guys, they're scoring. It could be Agbaji, but his usage rate is extremely low. Uh, I'm not going to trust him to score 16 points, frankly. Uh, I would go with Jalen Williams. You're listening to the Lines.com Podcast Network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sportsbooks all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call one 800 522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia, 1-800-270-7117. For confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, and 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Including these playoff props that we've got for you guys here, Nate. Let's jump into your first one, our favorite bet of the night, our boy, Jay Will. Our other video is our best bets of the slate. You said catch-all. That sounds like the freaking love seat in my room where I just throw all the clothes. But look, we're looking at but this. they're good clothes. <laughs> yes, the semi-clean clothes. Thunder yeah. and Jazz here. We're looking at a 238 total and talked about it a little bit in that other video. But we both like Jalen Williams. Actually, coincidentally, we're both writing that up at the same time that we were taking his over at 17 and a half points, even money at MGM. MGM is giving you plus 150 for three stocks, steals or blocks. Uh, and okay. both are definitely in play here against the jazz team, coughing up the fifth most turnovers um, over their last, you know, on the season. Um, and they're sitting, you know, a ton of guys, including most importantly, 
Walker Kessler, the, the paint protector, uh, who in their first game without him, they, they cough up 62 paint points, 35 free throws to the Lakers. Um, Jalen is attacking the rack uh, per usual. He struggled a little bit, strangely, in the matchup against the Pacers. You could, you could see him struggling against the Suns, sure. Failed to hit this total. Got 19 at the at the Warriors, though. In his last nine, he's averaging 19 uh, on a 20% usage rate with most of his attempts coming inside the arc, inside the paint, in fact. And, and he even with Walker Kessler out there, we're talking 32 points this last time against Utah. And that's even with SGA playing. Um, the previous one without SGA, he had 20 points, four steals, along with six rebounds, four assists two nights prior. And SGA has been you know, balling out 37 points per game, 33% usage in his last three, I think it's probably time for him to, to chill a little bit in terms of playing huge minutes, carrying a huge load against a Jazz team that is is throwing out their backups. Like five, six guys are already ruled out here, and uh, the paint will be open for Jalen to score. And and like I, like we said, they're, they're, they're turning the ball over as well, Utah. Yeah, yeah, the stocks are there. They they cough up the the fifth most turnovers in the league. Does Utah, um, and then they, they allow the eighth most steals. They allow the fourth most points off of turnovers. Um, in his last two versus Utah, where Jay Will's gone off for like twenty seven a game, as you mentioned, some of those numbers. Uh, he's also got three steals and one and a half blocks per game in that time frame over those last two. So I think there's some some good reason to, to believe in Jay Will, who is still making a run for the uh, for the rookie of the year. I, I wrote about it a little bit the other day uh, when I was talking about Paolo, but I just it's probably Paolo's. Uh, and I'm just going to move on to Paolo actually as my second bet real quick and and leave my uh, my second one for my other one for last. But um, Paolo, 19 and a half points in this in the game where there is nobody playing for the Cavs. Uh, the Cavs just beat the the Magic by four in Orlando a few nights ago as we have this home and home uh, well, two in a two in a row in Orlando in this matchup for these two teams. And that actually did officially knock out Orlando out of the playoffs, who technically were still somewhat alive to make the play in before they lost uh, two games ago, which is wild to say. Um, but they were they were still alive at that point. Either way, um, that doesn't matter. They're still trying and. and and I wanted to transition to Paolo in this pick next because it plays off of the Jalen Williams pick. I love the logic that you really brought up uh, in terms of him feeling that heat that Jay Williams has put on Paolo to to make sure Paolo you know, secures this rookie of the year award, which he deserves, man. Like even as Jalen Williams has been coming on and being awesome, Paolo's got at least the same stats, if not better in that time frame. Um, but I know he knows that the conversation has been like, well, is Jalen Williams a little bit better than Paolo? And Paolo's like, no, 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 no. I, I am six foot 10 and I have four assists a game on top of my eight boards and 20 points for a reason. Um, and so I think against a team that's not playing anybody, you can look at 20 points for Paolo. You can look at the nine boards, which I know you like too, because that's that plus 110 there uh, for him to get nine. And then the double double market you got to look at as well for him in, in, across the board here because if he's going to get nine boards and we get that that juice to get the double double you know he's going to get the 10 points so we got to feel good about that as well and, and against this team against Cleveland I don't know if we'd be as you know, quick to make this pick if they had Jared Allen or Evan Mobley or anybody on their team, um, but they don't. And so, you know, in, in the last time they played him, um, where there actually were a few guys, uh, there 38 minutes versus Cleveland uh, the other night, 20, 10, and four in that game there. So, you know, gets you to the the props that he has right now, which I'm surprised it's not above 19 and a half points. I think for him to get 20 uh, is, a, is a really good bet tonight, especially with that usage rate that he's been putting up, Nate, as we talked about the heat that Jay Will has been putting on him in his last four 
before uh, Paolo's up to 22 a game, 10 and a half boards, four and a half assists uh, with that 30% usage rate, like I said, in 32 and a half minutes. There's, they have something to play for. Paolo is still playing because they, that's this is the, his season, right? And he wants to make sure he takes the home that award. He's kind of gotten over that rookie wall, it seems like, and come back around to the stats that we've been expecting him to have all season. Uh, and now, you know, he looks really, really good in, in a position to, to be, have to get 20 points and or nine boards and then throw some money on that double doubles market as well. Yeah, he's gunning um, toward, down the stretch here. Plenty of turnovers, but a high usage rate. And yeah, it's just like the Cavs aren't going to be trotting out like a, a Teflon squad. I mean, Dean Wade, Robin Lopez, I guess, will be starting in the front court. Uh, both solid defenders. So it's not like it'll be a cakewalk. But I mean, yeah, he, those guys aren't Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, the best rim protecting duo we have with that Paolo just got 20 and 10 against. So yeah, the logic is definitely there. I'm targeting the backcourt for the Cavs, which looks even worse with Rubio, Paul Neto, maybe Danny Green playing some minutes, Lamar Stevens, that's who we got here, and Markel Fultz uh, is coming off, uh, putting up 23-8 and eight, uh, over 38-6 minutes in that meeting two nights ago, um, and so his prop is at 21.5 points assist tonight, even money at FanDuel, or 15.5 points for worse odds. I think the assists will be there, though. He's getting... Averaging seven assists per game at home since the start of March. Um, and in general, uh, home or road, averaging 23 points assists on a 22% usage rate in in those uh, in the last month and a half here. The Cavs are actually struggling to guard point guards. I mean, seventh most points per game, assists per game to them. That's 10.3 dimes per game to the point guard position and 25.7 points per game to the point guards in the last seven here, uh, pretty much just trading buckets with Garland and Donnie knifing up the other team. Donnie had 43 in this matchup on Tuesday uh, for what that's worth. I mean, you won't have to guard him. It's a lot easier to stay in front of Ricky Rubio. That's for damn sure. Um, So Fultz have some energy to go on the other end. I mean, the spread is growing. It's now Orlando minus nine. I guess my biggest concern is that if Orlando runs away with this, like they did against uh, Detroit two games ago, and then Fultz yields his minutes to to Cole Anthony or whoever cool. off the bench. That would be the concern. But look, Cleveland is is a pretty sound structural team here. I think they will be able to keep it relatively close. I mean, plus nine, interested in that value there, even with the backups out there. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like I don't, I'm not worried about a blowout factor in this one at all. Uh, I think. This is not the situation that my beloved Orlando Magic this year, who cover the, to the tune of the second best rate in the league after those pesky Thunder, um, you know, I, th- this isn't the situation that you, you take them to, to cover uh, a spread at nine points as the home favorite. That's that ain't their bread and butter, right? They're they're the scrappy underdog, even when they're especially when they're at home, um, which they love playing as a home underdog, as you saw the other night, which is why I hit them at plus four and a half and still covered that. They they're probably going to win this game, but like the Cavs backups ain't the Pistons backups either, right? They're they're a legitimate backup squad with a really good bench that is capable of playing really bad teams uh, as equally. Not that Orlando's really bad, but this this squad ain't that bad. And, and Ricky Rubio, we don't have Ricky Rubio slander on this on this uh, this this podcast here, even if he is way slower than Donnie Mitchell. We don't have to talk about it too much. All right, Nate, it is time for me to go to my headline pick here because it's JoJo. L- Joel Embiid, um, and I'm going under, and I've been wanting to fade him. The other night was not the night to fade him, and I'm glad I didn't because it was he scored 52 points. But this is a slightly different situation. Um, I think that was his MVP case wrapped up, right? He scored 52, 
Joker played 25 minutes against the Rockets and the Nuggets lost on the same night that JoJo scores 22 or uh, 52. So like that kind of wrapped it up, right? Whatever narratives you want to put around it. One guy's going like, give me this. And one guy's going, just give him it. I don't care. Right. So like, I think he's got that on lock. Uh, the, the Atlantic division, one more win for the seas, no matter what the Celtics or the 76ers do, it's wrapped up. One more win for the seas and the two seed is wrapped up. So what do the Philadelphia 76ers really have to play for? Like not that much. Uh, the Heat, on the other hand, do have a shot. If they win out and uh, Brooklyn loses their last two, they're in the play. They're out of the plane and into the playoffs as the six seed. I think they prefer that. They also get uh, to th- they get to play uh, the 76ers at that point, who I think is a much better matchup for the Heat than the Celtics. To be honest, um, although I know neither of those Atlantic Division team want teams want to play the Heat in the first round. Um, and and yeah, I think this is just a, too high at this point. I'm taking under on his his points, rebounds, and assists. Probably should have led with that. 45 and a half. Uh, I think that's too high. Uh, I know it's JoJo's awesome, but in his last 10 games, even you know, not playing the Heat in any of those, he's only hit this prop three times, and he needed the f- a 46-point total, a 37-point total, and a 52-point total were the only three times that he got over this, this points, rebounds, and assists prop because the rebounds and assists are not quite there for him uh, nearly as much and definitely not uh, for him. They're not available for him against this Heat team, which we know the pace is going to be slow enough to keep the shots from going up too much, which means there's going to be fewer opportunities for rebounds which is why in his last five games as these teams have been playing at a 90 pace which is like 1989 style basketball or Nixon heat style basketball from the 90s um, he's got 21 points a game 11 boards and two and a half assists versus this heat heat team right that's like 10 12 too short right he's not he's not making it with those uh, Miami we know how good they are against opposing centers I I'm I, I don't want to throw these stats in your face about Miami limiting centers to the you know second fewest points second fewest rebounds fewest assists like they're helpful but jojo isn't really your average center so it's not like i'm i'm saying that like oh because they can stop most centers in the league they can stop joel Embiid. i am saying they have stopped him though and they've shown uh the ability to you know they're always doubling him um which is another reason i think we are a little bit loath to go with a hard and under uh there's probably going to be some opportunities for some kickouts and some threes for him as well um and with him already locking up the mvp at this point like i said i, I think the, even if Embiid you know is, is playing a, a decent amount in this game i don't see him getting over 30 minutes uh, and i don't see him just having enough opportunity to get 45 or 46 points rebound and assists. Yeah, he's got to be gassed after scoring half the man, half the team's points there in a close Lord, game, yeah. uh, doing everything for the Sixers to beat the Celtics, like you said. And now, yeah, it's just a lot less to play for in terms of the MVP, in terms of in terms of seeding. So I could see it happening. I mean, we talked about in the three games leading up against the Celtics, him not scoring over like twenty six and just kind of chilling. Um, and and this is a matchup where yeah, he doesn't need to necessarily exert himself. I, I'm, I am looking at Harden's turnovers. I think it's tough to take his points or assists over or under, but for him to get four turnovers, even money, just looking at that, like, I mean, the playoffs against the Heat, five turnovers a game. He had four turnovers per game his last five regular season against them. If Maxie's out, the ball's just going to be in his hands so much, and the Heat are going to be able to kind of bait him into the, the pick and roll, into the pick and roll, like on their terms, right? And then just force some turnovers. Um, they're forcing the the fourth most to, to um, point guards on the season uh, and uh, allowing the fewest assists per game in their last seven. So there are there's some looks at there, at the unders there for Harden. Yeah, there's something there to be said. 
uh, for Harden to also go under in this one. But we'll see. We'll see how much teams are trying once like the third quarter hits and maybe they don't care. But to your point, like Joel just went just off. Like it wasn't just that he was on the floor for the entire game against the Celtics damn near. It was that he was getting the ball uh, every single time down, scored 52 of 103 points for his team. Uh, So, yeah, I think there's going to be there's better reason to, to fade him than even Harden tonight. So that is all the time we have for you guys in this one, though. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along. We also have our other best bets around the NBA tonight video up for you. So until we see you next, happy betting. Let's go.